The fact that you chose to grace me with your presence and to come and listen or watch my podcast, I am so grateful. Welcome. And I would like to share a spiritual nugget with you. And let that be your Christmas present for not only this Christmas, but going through the new year. Let me be one of the first people to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Glory to God for his unspeakable gift for putting on flesh and coming to our world to take us out of our world of darkness and give us access to the heart of the Father and to his throne room. Merry Christmas. I am Joy. This is Life and Faith Chats. Here's your Christmas present for you to unwrap from now and throughout the new year. I learned this from a very wise woman who happened to have been a female pastor and teacher. Her name was Pastor Datha Ellis. She has since remarried, since her husband passed, and I've learned is now Pastor Datha Thomas. Thank you. This is what she shared years ago with her congregation. And she was sharing her life story and different challenges. And she said, the Lord impressed on her and told her, I'm touched by your tears, but I'm moved by your faith. Let that sink in and you've got a whole new year to unwrap that. I am so happy you're here. I'm jumping straight in to a part four saga. This is three and a half, not to make it long. And because I said I would be back and because I know it's a busy season, you don't have to watch me. You can turn it on. That will help me. You can thumbs up the video. That will not only encourage me, it will tell YouTube that you like what I'm doing and for them to bring more of an audience to listen and check it out as well. I would appreciate that. And you can share it with a friend and that could be your gift to me. More than that, you and I can pray for one another so that the Lord just draws us closer to his heart, to his purpose, his life for us. I've been sharing with you a real crazy story, my adventures at the airport, courtesy of Delta Airlines. Um, <laughs> so when I left you last, because I'm getting straight into it, and hopefully I would love it if you were to check out part one, part two, part three, and this is a continuation of part three, and there will be an additional episode for those who are listening on Friday that I will upload as I try to conclude. And please watch because I will have um, some videos in that I think you would love to see sharing more so about um, Kenya. I think you will enjoy that. So enough said. When you were with me last, where were we? Okay, thank you for reminding me. I said that I had gotten to Charles de Gaulle Airport and now I'm going to slow it down. It was exciting landing in Paris, but I knew I was just going through. Um, my time there was supposed to be like two and a half hours, which I knew that was more than enough time, even though the airport is huge. I knew it was enough time to connect. Um, 
I was still being presumptuous. And when I say that, it was larger than I remembered because our experiences are always tailored and colored to that moment. Um, I've been through in transit and I've been through to remain in Paris, but I never knew there were all those connections. Um, so I get there, I did have to take a tram, got to the right um, terminal. I'm hesitating because I think that I got to the terminal and they had changed. So I had to get to another terminal. Went through and was very surprised when I saw how long the lines were. And part of my surprise was the fact that I was like, huh? We had to go through different gates, passport scan, not surprised. But then I realized I'm going back through immigration. I thought because I was in transit that I was fine. I go through and those lines were not only long, they were very circular. So circular in the sense that don't take me straight geometrically, probably more of an oval, but enough to make you dizzy. <laughs> you just going around and around and around and a whole bunch of people and you're like, finally, you get there. Time sticking. And then at this point, I have my, um, have my backpack that could have been one suitcase with all the things I had in it, but all travel size. And then I go through the whole thing again that I had done in Dallas where they wanted everything out. But it was even more interesting. They were more detailed. So everything comes out, you go through all of that. And then they asked me for my boarding pass. Remember that boarding pass that I talked about in episode three, because this is three A, B, any way you want to do it. This is 3.5 <laughs> and I didn't have it. I had all of my other tickets information and I had been told by the Air France agent and by the stewardess that it was something that they could straighten out. So the nice gentleman, who wasn't very pleasant, he was like, no, we're not going to let you through. So I said, here's my connecting flight. I just don't have this leg. And they said, you sh they will straighten it. And he said, no, get out of the line. And I said, sir, and all my things at this point, they've gone through it. So it's strewn on the belt. And I said, sir, he said, get out of the line. You need to have your boarding pass. And I said, but the information is here. I'm in transit. And he said, no. He said, get out of the line. Someone else comes. So I start packing my things. I'm a little bit frustrated and I'm like, Lord, I start to pack my things in the bag. And it's a lot of little things because I really have packed in case of an emergency, not this kind of emergency, but so I get all the stuff, the toiletries, the this thing, da, 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 da iPad, put them all back in, um, and I say where to go. I find out I have to go to a different terminal. I see this nice young lady when I unwrap myself from this very long line, and she saw that I was kind of shaken, and she started walking with me, one of the agents in Paris. And I told her, and she told me where to go. She said, you need to go downstairs. Now, you're talking about some long 
escalators and different things, um, high escalators. She said, you need to go downstairs. You need to take the tram three stops. Remember time. And you're going to what, whatever they said, she said, and get it straightened. And I said, how will I make my flight? And she said, you've already gone through. She said, I saw you. You've gone through because I literally was just the next step for them to clear me through some other gate. And she said, you've already gone through. When you come back, she said, Madam, look for me. She said, I'll be standing here waiting for you. Here's where I'll be in this area. When you come back, come to me. I'll walk you through. So I said, thank you. I'm kind of shaking because I'm aware of the time. Um, two hours go by pretty quickly, even two and a half. So I go, I get on the tram. I find the tram. I get downstairs. I get there. I get to that terminal and I get to where they want me to. When I enter into this place, I see a line like you would not believe. And I said, Lord Jesus. And this line is for Delta Air France. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I'm thinking because they have all these openings, it's going to open quickly and move. And then I realize folks are moving. Folks are frustrated. The line is not moving. And we stay there. And one person seemed to have had all the problems in the world. I forgot I had all the problems in the world right about now. The wait time was so long and time sticking. And I started saying, Jesus, 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 please help me. Jesus, please help me. The people at the counter, very well manicured, very well dressed. They were in no real hurry because they weren't traveling. They all looked really good though. So they're talking back and forth. They're talking French. They're saying different things. And then I'm listening to different stories. And I'm also realizing most of the people in this line are Americans. Most of the people in the line have been messed up. Bye. You fill in the blank. Our flights are all mixed up or all tangled up. So there I am in the line. And eventually I got a little bit louder. I saw when this gentleman, who was kind of abrupt, kind of rude, when he got up and started out in terms with somebody else that was having kind of a crisis. And I knew that I needed to get his attention because now someone was coming in to this mass of people. So I'm like, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Jesus, please help me. Jesus, please help me. Jesus, please help me. And I'm saying it loud enough at this point, I don't care because that's the only person that can help me. I know God isn't a person, but this is the only God that can help me. This God, this God, Jesus, please help me. And he's like, madam, what's wrong? He says it in his nice French accent. And I'm like, and, and, and they messed up my thing and I wasn't coherent and I need to catch this flight in my flight and they put me out and I don't have a boarding pass. And he said, give me your thing. And I hand it to him. And he said, Madam, come, 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 come. The line is kind of warped, but he's getting me out. So I think he can help me. And he's asking me for things and I'm trembling. And he's like, 
He sees my passport. He sees my visa. He said, boarding pass. I said, I don't have one. They said they would give me one. He said, who told you that? I said, Air France. And now I can't go through and I need to board. And he said, come. And he takes my thing. He makes a kind of not so nice comment. And he goes, and then he goes in the back and I see him basically laughing and talking with his colleagues. And I'm like, Lord. And when he does come out, I'm like, sir, the plane. And he said, yeah. So he reads, he does his thing. He look and he said, you're not going to make that flight. And I said, sir, I have to make that flight. I said, I already missed the flight before because of your error. And he said, no, no, Delta's error, error, not Air France. He said, I said, the two of y'all together. I said, could you please help me? He said, no, you're not going to make that flight. We're just going to put you on another flight. And I said, sir, please help me. And he said, no, he said, you're not going to make it. So I said, there's a lady waiting for me because I've cleared customs. I've cleared immigration. She'll help me. He said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to run. You got to take the tram back. You got to do this. He said, you'll get back upstairs. And then when you get there, they're going to turn you around and you're going to come back here. And I said, but let me try. And he said, no. And at this point, I broke down and I started crying. Remember what I said at the beginning? You know how many people cry every day, all the ills in the world? God is touched by our tears, but he's moved by our faith. But at this point, I am riding on the grace of God, the mercy of God, people who praying for me and who don't even know what's going on. They don't know where I am. And I still have to believe that God will work out this mess. But at this point, I am sobbing. And I said, what did I do? I've, I've missed this flight. I'm missing this flight. I said, <clears throat> my husband has now gotten where he's gone. They've assigned a driver. They've gotten him. He's gone back to Nairobi, left from two hours away to go and wait for me. He assumes I'm on this flight to be able to come. And now you tell me there's another day and I'm missing this flight just because someone in authority said no. And he said, you're not going to make it. And it's not because there's not an available seat. It's not because the flight is gone. So at this point, my tears got his attention because now he got nervous. And so he said, calm down, calm down. He said, let me see what I can do. He said, but you're not going to be on that flight. Let me see if I can get you on another flight. And he said, I tell you what, we can get you on Kenyan Airways. Straighten it out. You'll get there tonight, which is when I was going to be arriving anyway. And I said, okay. And he went back, he did some paperwork, he did something and he came back and he said, okay. And then he said, here's, and he looked at the computer and he had his head down for a while. And I saw there was a problem. And I said, what? I'm willing to do Kenyan Airways. I said, I just need to get the information to my husband because I've 
missed the meeting. I, I wasn't going to the meeting, but I wanted to be at the resort where the meeting was to take pictures, to do the podcast for y'all, to say, look at me in the Vasha and to tell the Lord, thank you. Didn't happen. And this man looks up and he said, oh, Kenyan Airways has a strike. So you're not going on Kenyan Airways either. <laughs> okay, so I'm crying. It's not like I had stopped, just started crying harder. <laughs> and then my husband's calling on the phone. And when I heard his voice, I started sobbing. And he was like, but you're in Paris, it's good. You're supposed to be on the flight right now, but I'm not coming and I can't get on the flight. They won't let me get on. Okay, so at that point, I'm crying. I'm not rebuking. I'm not seeing anything. I'm crying. But at some point, this man sees and he's like, we can send you to London. Remember that London thing from Dallas? I was like, no. I said, because then that just messes up everything. So he said, okay. And then I literally saw the human side and this man started working. And he was like, we'll put you on a flight. It will be first thing tomorrow morning. He started talking and stuff. And I said, and then what do I do? What do I do in the meantime? I'm still crying. And he said, we'll put you up in a hotel. I said, in a hotel? And he said, and we'll give you food to eat. And we'll give you a voucher. I said, how do I get to the hotel? I said, I heard you're having a train strike. He said, we'll give you uh, uh, um, the tickets for the tram. We will see about you. And so he started working. He started doing things. Um, I saw him go in the back because you see, he wasn't a manager. He goes in the back after he does all of this. He's talking to the manager and I'm watching the manager say no. The manager's shaking his head. They're talking French. They're going back and forth. But the Holy Spirit of God, Lord Jesus, thank you for his name. I saw this man who didn't know me, who wasn't very nice to me at the beginning. I saw him advocating. Then I saw him explaining. I saw him talking and I saw him telling the manager, we're going to do it. And when the manager said we weren't putting her in the hotel, he said, yes, we are. He said, and we give him her vouchers. <laughs> and so here was God advocating, being in the details working things out for me, I had reached my end. Um, this man did that. I don't know his name. He did it. And it was right before his shift ended. I would have been left with that manager who for some reason didn't feel as if it was the airline's responsibility. When I say the timing of God, now me being there, turned back and all of that, I don't know what that was all about, but coming to me in the midst of my crisis, God came through my the details in working it out for me. This other man, right before he left, he also said, he said, he will put everything down for you in English. He will write it out because I was like, I don't know where to find the train. I'm still at this point sniffling. He said, stop crying. He said, everything will be written for you. And then he touched me and he said, it'll be okay. He said, you come early tomorrow. You have a good trip. He said, everything, you go get some rest. And so 
This manager went, he printed out something. He was a complete gentleman when he came to me. He had everything written out for me. Um, he told me, even he asked me if I had eaten. Um, he was like, we got a voucher for you. You can go eat now. And the, um, he said, got something for you for tomorrow, for tonight, for tomorrow morning. These were all vouchers for me to have food. He said, you got your tram, your ticket. I said, will it cost me anything? But he said, no. And he said, you go, the hotel will be waiting for you and go. Um, so that's how I got stranded in Paris. In addition to this, I met a lovely family who had their own drama. We ended up traveling together. That's so interesting. Even being seated together on the plane, flying into Nairobi. But maybe I'll save that for four as I conclude. But I did go, got nice and lost. I stayed for a while, regrouped, stayed in the airport, stayed with them for a while. Um, went and changed money, completely forgot that the people give me vouchers to get anything I wanted. Forgot y'all. The Lord provides. It was there in my paperwork. I forgot. Went and changed money. Got lost. Got found. Finally found the train. There was another man walking in circles. We found out that we needed this same place to go. And um, did finally find the tram. And here's something about God. Expectations. I have to end with this in terms of for God's glory. I thought in my mind, these people probably have me in some juked up hotel. Who knows where they're carrying me? Not expecting good when the Lord had come through. Limiting the goodness of God. Not a good idea, not a good way of living without living with the expectations. I'm talking to me now directly. You can listen into my personal conversation here. And then I do get to the hotel. It is not only contemporary, it's fun. Um, extremely good food. That night they had Africa night. And the only reason why I said that because Paris is packed up with African nationals that are also French nationals, but even with the food, I was like, wow, God. And um, the young lady who came, who, when I say young lady, who happened to have been from Texas, who came and sat next to me when I was eating by myself and I was fine and we had the best conversation. And I'll end with this. I have to, because this is so long. The gentleman, the next morning, the older man who needed help walking, who asked me, young lady, could you please help me to get me to the terminal? I knew that I was on assignment. I knew then it wasn't a mistake. That was just a beautiful assignment. Did I t accept it readily? No, because that slowed me down. But it slowed me down enough for this man to bless me with his words, when we got to the terminal and when I left him at his gate, was God in my details, he was all over it. So that's how I got stranded in Paris, France. Friend, enjoy the rest of your week. Take time, see God in your details, 
enjoy this upcoming Christmas with your family. I will be uploading an additional video on Sunday evening, which is Christmas night, for it to be an inspirational video for your upcoming week. And the following week, I'll be uploading a video sharing about my experiences and expectations and surprises in Kenya with videos for you to see that I hope you will enjoy. Grace and peace, and thank you for coming back.